happy Saturday. I spent an hour driving around yesterday looking for a parking spot. (laughs) My daughter and I wanted to do a little Black Friday shopping, which is always a disaster. And we ventured out uh, here in Connecticut to go into the downtown area of Westport and we couldn't find a parking spot anywhere. And we had left the house relatively early. So we didn't get very far. And everybody seemed to be in such a spazzy mood. I mean, everyone was like fighting for parking spots. And it's just like all of the things that I despise about shopping are are sort of put together and compounded into one day of a nightmare. And I typically stay home on Black Friday because I don't want anything to do with it. Um, But, you know, we're not in Boston and we wanted to do something different and... You know, who doesn't love a good sale? But that being said, we couldn't get to any of the stores because we couldn't find a parking spot. And we didn't feel like waiting. And it just seemed like everywhere we went yesterday was a wait, a hassle, a pain, and everyone's in a bad mood. (laughs) And it made me think of, like, what are we doing with the holidays? Like, everybody's running around like a crazy person, getting things done. And it's just like there's this... Fury, fury, fury of activity that sends everybody into a tailspin. And I ended up coming home and just saying, okay, we're having a Christmas Eve party. I'm going to plan the party on paper and figure everything out. And at least I feel like I was productive um, because I did do that. But at the same time, I started thinking, oh my God, I have to get gifts. And I started ordering them online and getting my checklist ready and just you know the holidays are hard they're not they're not just fun and like they're just they're challenging um harder for some than others obviously for for many reasons financial or health or there's just a lot of different things but I think they're hard on most people in different ways and it's like the season focuses on togetherness and joy and But, you know, not everybody's joyful or feeling joyful or feeling connected with people. And I think in a lot of cases, um, it exacerbates uncomfortable feelings or difficult feelings resurface as we struggle during the holidays at this time and welcome in the new year. And we sort of reflect on our life and our stressors and our emotions. And, you know, the holiday blues can be very real and challenging. And, you know, who knows, maybe you have an extra stress about your family dynamic or finances, or maybe you're, you know, going through deep grief for a loved one you've lost or dealing with heartbreak over a recent heartbreak. Uh, a recent breakup. Maybe you're alone and you feel isolated. You know, um, whatever the reason, the holiday blues can feel painfully real uh, and they are real to a lot of people. So while the commercial culture that surrounds us uh, may make it unusual to feel less than Mary, it doesn't reflect probably how the majority of people are experiencing the season. You know, the music is happy and, you know, positive and uplifting, but 
I think I read a survey, I think it was last year or the year before, that I think 65% of people are affected by some sort of low-level depression or, let's say, holiday blues. Um, And I think of that 65%, like 25% said they were really, like, felt depressed. So those are pretty high numbers um, when you think about the holiday season when we're supposed to be jolly and merry and happy and shopping and spending money and laughing and eating. You know, that's a high percentage of the population that is not uh, the sentiments their behavior is not consistent with the message that our culture sends. And, you know, for those of us who can relate, depending on the year, it's frustrating or overwhelming um, without the bustling of like the energy of the fall. And all right, the pumpkin spice latte is fine, but you know, rounding the bend is the stress of Thanksgiving and Christmas and just the hyperactivity of it in our culture. And, you know, it's sort of at this time where I mindfully, um, almost like if you could imagine, you know, your foot hitting the brakes and slowing down and, and don't absorb for me, this is what I do. I'm very good at tuning out all of the noise and the messaging and instead of just being happy and, you know, high, strong and crazy, you know, turn inward, slow down, meditate, just turn down your own internal channel and be mindful and understand the feelings that you're feeling, you know, lean into your feelings of discomfiture, or if you're not feeling in the mood to celebrate Christmas, you know, understand what's lacking in your life, that the picture of, I mean, look, the picture that's presented is never perfect. The perfect family with the perfect food and the perfect gifts and everything's perfect. No one has that. You might think a family does, but they don't. You know, it's a veneer. Look beneath the veneer and everybody has something that they're dealing with. And, you know, don't ever, ever, don't ever envy anybody because even if their life looks perfect and their relationship is fantastic and their children go to Yale and Harvard, well, that's all great and it looks beautiful. But you don't know if a year from now that person's going to be diagnosed with terminal breast cancer. You don't know if her husband's going to leave her for somebody else. You don't know if her parents are going to die tragically in a car accident next week. So you know you. You know what you have to work with. Forget about what other people are doing. Don't ever envy anybody else. Don't envy anything that they have. It will never serve you well. It will never, ever serve you well. Focus on yourself. Focus on why you're feeling those holiday blues. It's not a psychiatric condition. You don't need to go to a doctor. It's just it's situational. And those feelings of sadness that you experience during the holiday season, you know, whatever it is, maybe loneliness, stress, grief, anxiety, the blues are, are stronger throughout November and December. And those feelings, they come and go. Even if you love this time of year, the case of holiday sadness from loss, we lose, you know, our parents, our grandparents, our relatives, our traditions, our nuclear family, maybe not everybody's present. 
and there's sadness and it can be difficult to differentiate, I guess, the holiday blues from a more serious mental consideration. But I would say that the feelings associated with holiday blues typically last a few weeks and they alleviate once like Christmas is over, you know, they alleviate if they don't and you still feel upset and anxious and depressed, well then seek counseling. You know, if they persist long beyond, you know, New Year's Eve, cause you don't have a date, you know, if late into January you still feel awful, then, you know, get that addressed by a healthcare professional. But the holiday blues, I mean, they're triggers, they're biological stressors and, you know, unmet expectations that that create those blues. And, you know, when we feel sad, it can be a very lonely, isolating place and we feel stuck and we don't want to feel that way. And, you know, often when we experience these emotions, we look for a distraction or try to bury them deep down inside. And it's understandable why we would want to escape such challenging emotions. But these emotions will catch up with you. And in the end, you need to learn how to navigate them in a more productive and mindful way. And, you know, I mean, who's kidding who? You know, the triggers the triggers of the holiday blues are, you know, the season's social demands, right? This year is, you know, this, this time of year is jam-packed with parties and family get-togethers and other social obligations. And, you know, maybe they bring you anxiety or stress or sadness or, you know, be aware maybe that, you know, as the fall season comes, be mindful that the social demands are rounding the bend and maybe decline some invitations. You don't have to go to everything. You know, try building downtime into your holiday calendar and, you know, provide that dedicated time for yourself to reset and recharge before giving into any further social demands. I mean, I was at my limit yesterday. Um, Thanksgiving, we drove down here from Boston after a big move. Um, We drove to Connecticut, to Boston. Then we went to New Canaan, which is another 45 minutes after a four-hour drive. And then afterwards, we were so graciously invited to Reading, which was another 45 minutes. And we spent a wonderful evening with our friends from the past and really enjoyed that. And then we had another 45-minute drive to get home. And by the time we got home, I was at my limit. I just... I was, my son said I was driving like I'd just stolen a car. When I'm tired of driving, I drive faster. So the windy roads of Connecticut are the perfect backdrop for me to go fast and faster than I probably should have been driving. And, but I was so, I just wanted to get home. I just wanted to be in a house, in the quietude, in the woods. And I knew that yesterday, even though I attempted to go shopping as I felt better, I needed to just have a little bit of downtime. Um, And I was supposed to meet with friends in the afternoon and I canceled because I just didn't feel well. And I know that my friends understand if I'm run down, which I have been for the past two months. And 
So I canceled plans with my girlfriend and she absolutely understood she couldn't make it anyway. Um, Yes, she had an obligation, but I declined. I declined two invitations and then I was supposed to go to a really nice restaurant last night out to dinner. I declined. I stayed in by myself and I was so happy. And then this morning I was supposed to go for breakfast and I declined. And so that's three invitations in a day and a half that I've declined and I feel good about it. I finally feel rested and relaxed and I feel myself again. And all I did was take one full day and night to myself, declining invitations and and getting quiet. And I spoke to that yesterday. You know, mindfulness is really about understanding your own needs and then taking the steps to protect your space and whatever is in your best interest to stay calm and feel good. And only you know what that is. You're the only person who can determine whether that's going for a run, sitting in the grass, buying, going shopping, going out to dinner with friends, whatever that is, you know what that is. So do it. And, you know, there's the biological stressors, right? Um, Not getting enough sleep, you know, Look at your your sleep hygiene, if you will. Turn off your computer screens an hour before you go to bed. You know, when that holiday stress creeps in, take a 10-minute break every day to meditate. You know, give yourself that chance to retreat, to breathe, to calm your mind. And, you know, if you feel like you're on the precipice of holiday burnout, ask for help. Ask your kids to help you. Ask your friend to help you. I'm not good at asking for help. I'm the worst, in fact. I want to do everything myself. So I struggle with this. Um, I really do struggle with the delegation, even in driving. I mean, my kids are great drivers. They're in their 20s, and I always want to be the driver. And um, it's not good. It's time to, it's time to literally past the wheel <laughs> because they they know how to drive why why can't they drive home i'm just so used to being the one sort of in charge of my family and i'm the one who can you know watch out for everybody and you know i think it's time for me i have to take my own advice to step aside a little bit and let my children help me more because they want to and they're more than capable and they're adults and it's appropriate. So that's on me too. <laughs> um, that's on me too, where I need to, I should let my daughter drive back to Boston today. I'm on the fence about it. I don't know why, she's a great driver and it would be relaxing for me. So that'll be my ultimate test. If I let her drive back, then we'll know that I'm taking my own advice. Um, anyhow, So be mindful of that and take help from people. Don't be like me. (laughs) Um, And, you know, also be mindful of what you're eating and drinking because, you know, if you're drinking a lot and, you know, you're gaining weight and, you know, alcohol never helps anybody. It doesn't. I mean, you think it does. It doesn't. It really is not going to help you. You're going to feel gross the next day. You're going to gain weight. You're going to have a headache. It's just try to eliminate the alcohol or, or really minimize it. Um, and, and what you're eating, like just be mindful of not eating all that sugary stuff that's so easily accessible because it just makes you feel gross for lack of... I mean, that pretty much sums it up. I don't have to give you a, a, 
a rant about eating right. Um, you know how you feel when you eat right versus not eating right. So be mindful of what you're eating. And that awareness can help you enjoy your nights out with your friends and, and not you know, intaking all that stuff and your body will need something nourishing and you'll feel better and stay active. You're going to feel better if you're active. Um, and you know, I think, you know, the holiday season, we're always managing like expectations, like, right. The unmet expectations, our own expectations, as well as expectations from the people around us, you know, I don't know, maybe you feel pressured that you have to make a certain recipe that your mother made and now she's not around anymore. You know, whatever it is, a pressure to keep a family tradition alive, just as, you know, they did with their grandparents and their mothers. Alleviate yourself of that stress. You know, you don't need to create a holiday feast. It's as lavish as what's pictured in Martha Stewart's, you know, magazine. You don't. That's not what people care about. They care about getting together. They care about the connection and they care about the visiting. They don't care that, you know, you spent 12 hours making the perfect lasagna. Nobody cares. I mean, for a second, okay, it's delicious, fine. That's it. But what they're really gonna remember is a conversation, how you made them feel, okay? So be mindful of what you can bring to the table as a hostess like mentally, not just, not just what you're feeding, because the nourishment of the soul is what's lasts. not, you know, oh, we had a great meal. They're not going to remember that. They'll remember that, you know, they were having a difficult journey, a difficult year. And that Christmas day at your house, you made them feel loved and happy and content and that they weren't alone. That's what they're going to remember. That is what they will remember, the nourishment of the soul, not just the nourishment of the body. So, you know, the expectations and the standards we set for ourselves, we think they're set in stone, but they're not. You know, at one point, the expectation started as nothing more than a thought. So just because your grandmother made whatever it is that took 20 hours to make in the kitchen, that's something she developed. She cultivated and turned it, and then we turn it into something bigger in our head that we have to do this, we have to have it, or our holidays won't be perfect. Reframe your story. You know, it doesn't reflect how you feel about your family or your history or your traditions. It's just the storyline in our mind is often very different from the reality of what our day-to-day -day life is now. And so take time meditate go let go of your thoughts let go of the pressure and the expectations you know our mind is trained our mind i think is trained to be more present so if we learn to allow things to unfold without the attachment of the outcome and the focus on what it has to be or what it should be like for your holiday you know your mind will become comfortable in a place of uncertainty if you take away the picture of perfection and when things don't go as planned you have to be less rigid have a less rigid perspective and be calm and cool and go with the flow and let it go let it go you know let it go the best three words of the english language <laughs> that will always serve you well let it go you know, so really meditate and try to stop the thoughts and the feelings 
that you that make you feel imperfect or that you're not enough and shift your perspective and the more you're able to use that meditation to accept and sit with the difficult emotions the less you identify with the feelings of inadequacy and that you're not doing things the way you're supposed to be quote unquote and and really be okay with things change the picture of what what a perfect holiday looks like and say to yourself the perfect holiday is surrounding myself with the people that I love and care about and laughing and telling stories and and making memories that will last a lifetime and we'll also have a nice meal you know that's it and don't put all that pressure on yourself for perfection not one family on earth has a perfect holiday so you're striving for something that doesn't exist so let it go and enjoy yourself enjoy this time and don't get frenetic it's not worth it it's not worth your peace of mind it's not worth an hour of a frenzy just calm down let it go and and tune out the noise of the holiday season and enjoy yourself that's it um okay it's saturday i'm driving back to boston and Hopefully no one else is going to. <laughs> and they're waiting for tomorrow to go back so I won't hit a lot of traffic. Um but that being said, I'm going to stay in the mindset that I'm telling all of you to remain in. And um and good luck with that and just just do it. You'll feel so much better. You will en- you will probably have the best holiday season ever if you listen to me. <laughs> okay, have a great day. Thank you for listening to Embracing Life.